0: Well, 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 what is up everybody? Welcome to God Squad Church. My name is Pastor Boz. I'm the community care pastor here at God Squad Church, and I have the privilege and the honor to bring you guys the message today and actually next week as well. I'm super excited about this. And this message When I was writing it, I actually started writing this message a couple of weeks ago, or a couple months ago, actually. And it was supposed to be what I like to call a sermon in a can. And essentially what that means is if there's an emergency, if something happens where Pastor Susie or whoever's speaking that week can't preach, essentially, I would have something where I can come up here and preach it. But I was... Looking at it a couple couple months ago, and as I was writing it, God was telling me something different. He was saying, you're not just going to preach this when there's an emergency. You need to preach this as soon as you get a chance to preach it. And I was like, okay, I'll do that, God. When God tells you to do something, we we, we just got to do it, you know? And so I'm super excited to bring this to you guys today because it really hits close to my heart. It really hits close to home for me. I hope that it blesses you as well. I truly believe that every single person in this world Is blessed. Every single person. There there are seasons that you're gonna go through where you feel like you're not blessed. There's gonna be seasons that you go through where you feel super blessed. There's times that some people they feel like they might not have as much as a blessing as somebody else. Other people are so blessed out of their minds, but I believe that every single one of us us, is blessed. And so I've entitled this sermon, I am blessed. Put an I am blessed in the chat because listen, like I said, I truly believe that we're all blessed, but there's a lot of times in our lives that we can't see one blessing in our life. And I know you hear the song, you know, count your blessings. I'm not going to sing it right now because I'm not a singer. But the thing is, we hear people say all the time, well, just count your blessings. There's so many blessings you have. It's really easy to say that, but when it gets to time for you to actually count your blessings and you're going through an extremely dark moment in your life, it's really hard to see any blessings that are going on in your life at all. And I've been there before. I've been there multiple times. One minute you can feel super blessed, and the next minute you might maybe you look at your finances. Maybe you look at a, a relationship that's going on in your life, and all of a sudden you feel like, I'm not all that blessed currently right now. One minute we feel super blessed, next moment we might not. My goal today is to show you that you are blessed. That there are blessings that that you don't even see. There's blessings that you might not even know about for the future. But also, how when we actually see these blessings, how do we keep them in our heart so that next time that I'm going through a struggle in my life, so that the next time I'm in a super dark moment, I'm not talking about when you're just somewhat depressed, you're in a somewhat bad mood or something like that. I'm talking about a really dark moment in your life where you actually look around you and you can't see any blessings at all. My goal today is that when you get to that moment, you'll be able to look back and say, I know that I have these blessings in my life, because it will get you through those moments, because I believe that God has blessed each and every one of us. So my question for you is, have you ever had one of those moments where you feel like you're in such a dark moment that you don't have any blessings in your life at all? I've been there. I've been there multiple times in my life, And like I said, I'm not talking about just being down, I'm talking about you look around you and everything is negative. You become the pessimist that you said you were never gonna be. I remember a couple of years ago, I think it was 2018, I wanna say, must have been the summer or something like that. And I can't remember why I would have gotten my mom's car other than she would drive me to my multiple sclerosis infusion. But I remember getting in her car one day, and I just want to say, I don't know if my mom is watching right now, but thank you, mom, for who you are. I love you. And uh, have you ever had that person in your life that you can just bring anything to? I have very few of those in my life, and my mom is one of those people. And unfortunately, a lot of times, she gets the pessimist in me. And I remember getting in her car one day. She's about to drive me. I, like I said, I think it was to my infusion. And I said to her, I said, there's just nothing good in my life right now. And so as I went on my whole entire 10-minute rant of why everything was terrible in my life, my mom said, do you have any blessings in your life at all that you can think of right now? And I sat there and thought about it for a few seconds, a little bit more, and I said, no, I can't think of anything. She said, "What, what about your family? I said, yeah, my family's great, but my wife is really sick right now, so I can barely see my family at all. So, really, is the family a blessing right now? Not too much. She said, okay. How about your wife? I said, honestly, right now I feel like more of a caretaker than a husband at this point. She said, okay. How about your job? You know, you're, you're able to pay for your bills. I said, honestly, first of all, I don't like my job. This was a few years ago. I love my job right now, okay? This is before I became a pastor at God's God Squad Church full-time. I said, I really don't like my job. And not only that, it's actually not paying for the bills. We're barely scraping by. We're getting help from outside people just to be able to pay for food to put on the table. Pay for bills. I don't even know what that means. She was like, okay, there's a lot going on in your life. I said, yeah, there is. And I really couldn't think of a blessing in that moment. But here's what I was doing. I was taking the things that my mom, they were blessings in my life. My family is a blessing. My wife is a blessing. My job was a blessing, okay? All those things were blessings, but what I was doing in my mind was I was turning them into negative things. Something that was supposed to be positive that God has given me in my life, I just turned them into negative things. And I think those are moments in our life that we really need to open up our eyes. We need to have a different perspective to be able to see the different blessings that God has placed in our lives. And so in our main text today, we're going to be starting in Ruth, but before we jump into it, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a summary of what's going on in chapter one of Ruth. If you've never read the book of Ruth, it's a very short book. It's only four chapters. It's actually a great story, though, so I encourage you to open it up and to read it. But let me give you a short summary of what's going on at the beginning of chapter one. You have a lady named Naomi and she has a husband. She has two sons, and they both got married to a lady named Orpah. Let's get this out of the way right now. It's not Oprah. It's Orpah, okay? Let's get past that first. Now we will move on. The other son married a lady named Ruth, okay? And then unfortunately, Naomi, her husband, and both of her sons, they die. And so Naomi is in a very distraught place Ruth and Orpah are obviously also distraught as well. And so it gets to a point where Ruth says, or Naomi says, all right, I'm going to go back to Bethlehem. And on her way to Bethlehem, she has her two daughters-in-law, Orpah and Ruth, and they're coming with her. And Naomi finally says, she says, you know what, you guys go off and do your own thing. You know, I'm too old. I can't bear children. That's kind of the the way that women had status in that day. So I can't bear any more children. I'm too old. I'm not going to get married. But you guys are young. You go. You live your life. And Orpah says, "Okay." Now, fun fact. Don't know if this. I know many scholars believe that Orpah is actually the mother of Goliath. Now, do we actually know if that's true or not? No, but a lot of scholars believe it due to the timing, due to the setting and everything else. Ruth was written in the middle of the book of Judges, just timing-wise, and so a lot of scholars believe that Orpah was the mother of Goliath. So she goes off on her own way and possibly has Goliath, who we very well know in the Bible later on. Ruth, on the other hand, in verse 14, she doesn't leave. She says, "No, I will not leave." And then it says that she clings. She clung to Naomi. She said, "I am not leaving you. I am going to cling you." So after a little while of pestering her, uh, Naomi concedes and says, "Yes, you can come with me to Bethlehem." And so by doing that, it was almost like her taking uh, Ruth, her daughter-in-law, into her family as her own. And then we pick up in Ruth chapter one verses 19 through 22. And it says this, So the two of them went on until they came to Bethlehem. And when they came to Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the woman said, Is this Naomi? Now, I have to say something. I grew up in a small town. Okay, I grew up in a town where we had more horses than stoplights. I'm not even kidding. Okay? We had three stoplights in the town. If you knew somebody, you you knew everybody in the town. You just if you walked into like the corner store, you knew who everybody was. You literally on my home road that I grew up on, there are still horses today that people ride up and down the street. Not even lying. This is a very very small town. And so Bethlehem is a very small place as well. So Naomi, who hasn't been there in a long time, she comes back and they say, is this, is this Naomi? Verse 20, she said to them, do not call me Naomi. Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went away full and the Lord brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has brought calamity upon me? So Naomi returned and Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, with her, who returned from the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. Naomi says something very interesting here. She says, I went away full and the Lord brought me back empty. Have you ever been in a moment like this in your life? Think about it. Don't don't call me Pastor Boz. You, You don't have to pray for me. I'm too much of a burden in your life. You don't need to pray for me. Somebody else deserves the blessing. Somebody else deserves your time. I, you know what? Just don't deal with me. That's what that's what Naomi is doing here. And I've heard a lot of people say that to me. Don't don't worry about praying for me. Just go to somebody else. It's okay. No, it's not okay. Because you deserve blessing as well. You are just as important as the next person to God in God's eyes. You have a purpose. You have a purpose for God's will, and he loves you so much more than you could ever imagine. But Naomi here, she's like, the Lord brought me back empty. I went away with a husband and two sons, and now I'm here with nothing. I can only imagine what Ruth was thinking in this point. Standing right next to Naomi, she just came back with her, saying, but I'm here. I came back with you. I clung to you. Really, this was a blessing in disguise, which is my first point. This is a blessing in disguise to Naomi. Ruth is standing right next to her, but she's so focused on the issues. And let me, listen, I don't blame Naomi for being upset. She lost her husband and her two sons, but Ruth also lost her her husband and she lost her father-in-law, okay? These are big things that people are going through, but Ruth still clung to Naomi anyways, but Naomi said, no, the Lord brought me back empty. I don't see this blessing that's standing right next to me, literally. She comes back. And she doesn't see Ruth as a blessing. So she says, Don't call me Naomi, which actually means pleasant. She says, call me Mara, which means bitter. Sometimes a blessing is right next to us. Sometimes we just don't want to see it. Sometimes we don't open up our eyes to see it. I do give Naomi a little bit of credit, though. I do give her some credit. I think in church today, we come into church and somebody comes to you and they say, Hey, how you doing? God is good. I didn't ask how God was doing. I asked how you were doing. And a lot of times we put on this mask when we enter in the church today. And we just, we, we, we say we're doing well. We say we're being extreme like, like things are just fine when things just are not okay. Things are not fine. The church is a hospital for souls. The church should be a place that we walk into broken We should walk into the church broken so that when other people see us and they ask us how we're doing, we tell them, this is what I'm struggling with. These are the sins that I'm struggling with in my life. My relationship is in shambles right now. I need help. I need your prayers. I need you to help me so that I can have some of a blessing in my life. But what we do is we reject those blessings. We come in the church and we say we're just fine. So we walk in a broken person and we leave as a broken person. The church is supposed to be a place where we walk in broken and we feel mended during it. We praise the Lord during it. We hear a good word. We talk to other people. We tell them our struggles and we walk out encouraged. We walk out a little bit more mended. We walk out with more hope, but we're refusing those blessings every single time that we walk into church because I'm doing okay. Everything is just fine with me. We can't refuse these blessings because they are around us. That person that you talked to who asked how you're doing, maybe they would be willing to pray for you. Maybe they would be willing to help you during your times of struggle. You don't know. But I, So like I said, I give Naomi a lot of credit because she doesn't come in and say she's doing okay in Bethlehem. She says, I'm struggling. I'm going through a lot right now. Sure, she missed the blessing that she had next to her of Ruth, but at least she wasn't being fake. And today, I don't want us as a church to be fake anymore. I want us to come in with our struggles, come in with our, the problems that we have in our lives, the problem with our relationships, the problem with all, whether you're dealing with depression or anxiety, we should be coming in with our struggles and allowing other people to be able to bless us because God sent those people into your life to be able to bless you. So I encourage you not to be blinded by all the trials and struggles that you're going through in your life right now, but to ask for those people, to ask them to be able to bless you. And sometimes we just don't see the whole entire picture. God has a completely different perspective than we do. He can see the future, and so this point is really blessings that are in the future. These are the future blessings that you just don't see, and sometimes you, don't, you won't even have the ability to ever see it during your lifetime. Let me give you an example of this, which is funny because this example is actually not finished yet. Like It's like I usually come up with you with an example, and there's a good story at the end, but this example is actually not finished yet. It's been going on for uh, probably about six, seven months now, I would say, maybe even eight months. Back in November, my wife went on to an LOA at work. A lot of you know she has some health issues, but for some personal issues, she went on an LOA for work for a short time. It was like two or three weeks or something like that. And then she was supposed to go back to work. So the blessing is she's gonna be able to get this personal issue figured out, and then she's gonna be able to go back to work. But then after a few weeks, she realized that things are not so good still, but not only that, now she's in a flare for her gastroparesis okay, gastroparesis flares, if you guys don't know, they are very hard to deal with and they can last anywhere between three to six months or so. So now we're thinking, okay, where's the blessing here? Kind of a crushing blow. Our finances are kind of in shambles right now because you haven't been working for a few weeks. What are we actually going to do? Well, come to find out that through this gastroparesis flare, it was a huge blessing for us. And the reason why is because there was a surgery that we had looked into five years ago that they said, you're not really a good candidate for but now they're saying she is the perfect candidate. Your insurance is so easy to work with. We are going to be able to get this through. And then two days before the surgery, the insurance doesn't approve of the surgery. So now she's been on an LOA for about four or five months, and the surgery does not get approved. I remember that car ride home after we found out everything from the doctor. It was very silent. I was crushed. My wife was crushed. I could barely drive home because I was in tears kind of the whole entire time and just didn't understand. Very angry with God at that point. Very, very angry because I said, where's the blessing? Where's this blessing that you always talk about in our lives? It doesn't make any sense. Well, the story continues. Turned out to be a blessing that she didn't get the surgery, because if she did get the surgery, she would have went back into the environment that she wasn't supposed to be in for work. This just wasn't a good environment for her for health reasons. It wasn't a good environment just in general for her specifically. And so she found what was to be her dream job. She found out that she was going to be able to work somewhere else that she had been thinking about for over a year. And and she was so excited about it. She is still so excited about it. But unfortunately, she was supposed to be starting in just a few days, and she had to call and say, hey, I'm still recovering from my, my gastroparesis flare. And that day, we were crushed again. But here's the thing. Even though this example is not finished yet, she is going to be starting hopefully in a few weeks, which is great. She's going to be able to go into training and things like that. But here's the thing. Even after crushing blow, after crushing blow, after crushing blow, and then finally, this example is still not finished yet, I know for a fact that God has something better planned for her for the future. God has plans for her to be able to do well and to be able to prosper. My wife has more potential than I've seen anybody in my entire life to be able to do the work of God, and I believe that the future that God has for her is going to be huge. I truly believe that. I think it's going to change lives. And so a lot of times you might be going through an issue that you're going through right now, but let me tell you that whatever you're going through, God has plans for you for the future. And he's actually promised you that. So I want you to turn to Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 11 through 13. It's going to be on the screen right here as well. It says this. This is God speaking. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord God Almighty. He knows the plans that He has for you. He knows the trial that you're in right now. He understands. Listen, God is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the end. And I've grown up knowing my whole entire life. That means that God was there in the beginning. He's there at the end. He lives outside of time. He's the one that created time. But you know what it also means? It means that at the beginning of your problem, God was there. At the end of your problem, he's going to be there. He's with you in the midst of your problems as well. He wants to help you through every little thing that you're going through. He wants, he will, listen, he knew the solution to your problem before you even knew it was a problem. He is there. He is waiting. He has a different perspective and he has a future for you. Not plans for evil, like it says here, plans for welfare, to give you hope, to give you a future with him. It's a blessing. It's a blessing, whatever he has planned for you for the future, no matter what you're going through right now. And I know you might be feeling like you're in exile. Because listen, this is, this is in the book of Jeremiah. This is when the Israelites, the children of God, they're in exile right now. And God tells them, I have plans for you. They're in exile. There's not, much, there's not much going for them at this point. But he says, I have plans for you, for a future and for a hope. I know you might feel like you're in exile right now. I know that Naomi felt like she was in exile. I'm too I'm too old to have any children, I'm not married anymore, there's not really much going for me, I'm too old to get married again, to be completely honest, and once again, your status as a female is if you have children, she says, well, I can't bear any more children anymore. But here's the thing, not only did Naomi have Ruth standing right next to her as a blessing, like I said, a blessing in disguise, she didn't understand the blessing that was going to come for the future because you see i'll give you a little bit of a spoiler as the book of ruth continues ruth marries a man named boaz and she they have a child named obed but then in ruth chapter 4 verse 17 it says a son has been born to naomi but wait i thought you just told me that ruth had a child ruth did have a child And then it says that a child has been born to Naomi. You see, when Ruth clung to her, in verse 14 of chapter 1, it essentially had Naomi take Ruth into her family. So no, it's not her child by blood, but it's still considered her child, still considered her grandchild. So she actually takes care of this child. And like I said, you may have never heard of him. He's actually very important in the Bible. His name is Obed. Here's the reason why he's important, because he has a son named Jesse. Jesse has a son named King David. King David, if you continue down genealogy, is the line of Jesus Christ. Naomi had no idea that through Ruth clinging to her, through Ruth having a son, that later in the future would be Jesus Christ who would be the savior of all of humanity, who would have an impact on every single person in the entire world, Whether for good or for bad, if you know him, very good. If you don't know him, bad, right? But the thing is, is Naomi had no idea. And honestly, she died before she could even see this happen. It was obviously a long time after Naomi had passed away that Jesus came around. But it was a future blessing that would impact millions, billions. It would impact billions of people. It's kind of like, it, it, it's a little bit different because it's not a trial. But if you think of Billy Graham, okay, a lot of you have heard of Billy Graham before, very famous, died a few years ago. But the thing is, is Billy Graham, when he was a child, there was a revival going on in his neighborhood. And his dad, a worker, came to his house and said, Billy, I want you to go to this revival. And he persistently told him to go to this revival. So Billy Graham went to the revival and he accepted Jesus Christ there. If that one person had never said anything to Billy Graham, millions of people would not have been impacted in the way that they would have at the crusades that he went to and the presidents that he prayed for, all the different things that Billy Graham did. If that one person didn't go and do that, there's a possibility that Billy Graham would have not been the Billy Graham that we know today. Could have been somebody completely different who we wouldn't have even heard of. So the things that you're going through right now, and the blessings that God has for the future, he has plans for welfare for a future, and for hope. And like I said, you might not understand why God is allowing you to go through an exile right now, but I know that he does have a plan for you. Have you ever had a moment when you're playing a video game or maybe you're reading a book, watching a TV show, where something clicks like a light bulb in your head? It can be like in a story where all of a sudden somebody says something and you say, oh, that's that's why all these things have been going on, okay? Maybe you've been playing Super Smash Brothers or something like that, and, and you realize what this person is doing to you, killing you over and over and over again, and then you realize, oh, that's what it is, and you can start counting the attacks. Have you ever had that moment in your life? I want to try and give you one of those moments right now. I'm going to read for you from Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. This is a blessing that Aaron is giving to the, to the children of Israel. And he says this, "The Lord, you guys might you might you might understand these words a little bit, okay? It comes from a very famous song that we even sing here at God Squad Church called The Blessing. It says, "The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you." The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Now, let me give you that light bulb moment. Even though this does not prove the existence of the Trinity, I see the Trinity written all over these verses. All over these verses. You have to understand something. The Lord, the words the Lord is used three times. It's used three times. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you. God the Father blesses you. God the Father keeps you. Then it says, the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Jesus Christ came into form as a human, and his face shined upon those that he came to. And then because of his death and resurrection, there is mercy and grace that was brought to you. And then finally the Lord make his or the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God the Holy Spirit he's communicating for you 24/7. When it says in Romans that there's sometimes that you're praying and you don't understand the pain that you're going through. You can't even get the words out. There's just groaning that's going on in your heart. It says that the Holy Spirit understands your groanings, that he feels the pain in your heart, and he brings them to the Father for you. And so he's communicating God's attention on you, and he brings you peace. The book of Philippians tells us that there's a peace that surpasses all understanding. That's what the Holy Spirit does. When you are looking forward and all you see is chaos, sometimes the Holy Spirit just says, peace and you just have this peace that comes over you. There's no reason for it. There's no reason why I should have peace in my life, but the Holy Spirit gives you peace. Got to understand something about these verses, though. You are so important to God. Yes, the Lord is mentioned three times here, expressing the three parts of God in the Trinity, but the word you is used six times. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and give you grace. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Can you not understand how important you are to God? You are more important, like I said, than you could ever imagine. But then there comes a problem sometimes. We get into that dark moment, like I said, I've now told you That there are times that you don't see it and it's a blessing in disguise, and also blessings that are in the future. But what happens when the blessing is acquired? What happens when the blessing is actually acquired and you see these blessings in your life? It can be really hard to remember them in the next trial that you're going to go through. And so there's a couple things that you can do. But the first thing I want to read for you is from Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 9. And this is also from the song The Blessing actually part of it anyways. It says, only take care and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen, unless they depart from your heart all the days of your life. He's saying the blessings that you have in your life, you need to be intentional. You need to be diligently remembering and thinking about these things that are going through in your life. Keep a notebook of all the blessings that you have. Listen, this is something I tell people all the time to keep a notebook and I'm gonna start it today, okay? Today is the day I'm actually gonna do it as well because I've been telling people do this and I'm like, I need to do it too and I haven't done yet. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start a notebook today that gives all the blessings that God is doing in my life. I'm gonna post them up around my house maybe if my wife lets me, I'm not really too sure. Hashtag Champ, Maybe you'll let me do it. I don't know. But the thing is, is post them up on your bathroom mirror. Post them up at the door so that when you are going through issues in your life and you're going through a darkness that's, that you feel like you can't see any blessings, when you're walking out that door, when you look in the bathroom mirror, you can say, this is how the Lord has blessed me in my life. This is, and you will remember it in your mind over and over. Like it says, to keep these words near you. And then it also says, after that, in verse 9, make them known to your children and your children's children. Just make them known to people. This is how the Lord is blessing me. Tell it to your children. Let your children know that when they're going to go through a darkness or a trial in their life, something that's a tribulation, the Lord is still there blessing you no matter what. He loves you so, so much, and he wants to bless you. There are blessings that you might not see. But open up your eyes and also remember that what you're going through in your life, that that can be a blessing as well because the future, God has something for you in the future. I'm going to have a video that's going to play for you in just a second. This video I saw probably about, I don't know, five or six years ago for the first time. It took me a long time to actually find this video again. It's from a... Uh, A pastor named S.M. Lockridge. It's called one of the greatest sermons. It's like the end of the sermon uh, that he preached a long time ago, called one of the greatest sermons uh, of our generation. But here's the thing that I want you to get out of this if you have Jesus Christ living in your heart, the blessing, there's no other blessing that can outdo the fact that Jesus Christ has come to save you because he is more. He is more than sufficient, and he is more than enough for you. So let's take a look at this video.
1: available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleans the lepers. He forgives sinners, he discharges debtors, he delivers the captive, he defends the feeble, he blesses the young, he serves the unfortunate, he regards the age, he rewards the diligent, and he purifies the meek. I wonder if you know him. He's a key to knowledge, he's a frame of wisdom, he's a doorway of deliverance, he's a pathway of peace the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory. Do you know him? Well, his life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. And the yoke is and his burden in light i wish i could describe him for you he's indescribable he's incomprehensible he's invincible he's irresistible well you can't get him out of your mind you see you can't get him off of your head you can't admit him and you can't live without him well the pharisees couldn't stand him but they found out they couldn't stop him could yeah.
0: So I have a question for you today. Do you know him? Do you know him as your Lord and Savior? Jesus Christ? who came to die on the cross for our sins. Listen, a lot of you might be thinking right now that you know Jesus Christ, but you're going through something right now that you just don't understand. And I get it. I've been there before. I have been so angry with God in my life at times, and I'm not proud of that. But somebody said something to me a long time ago who used to be on our staff. He said something extremely important to me. Said it's okay to be angry with God as long as you're sitting on his lap, beating on his chest, making sure that you know he's your father. I've been angry at my earthly father before. It's okay as long as you're close to him, as long as you're beating on his chest. So maybe you're going through a painful experience in your life right now. Maybe there's a sickness that you're struggling with Maybe your marriage is breaking apart and you have no idea how you're going to get through it and you're thinking to yourself, there are no blessings in my life. That's a blessing right there, what we just watched. That's the king that lives inside of you if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That is a blessing. That is a huge blessing. So I want you to try and see those blessings in disguise. I want you to see that and understand that there might be blessings in the future that you might see and that you might not even see that might impact hundreds of people's lives. Your situation might impact thousands of people in the future because of what you're going through today. And I will tell you, the lives that my life, because of the things that I've been through and the people that it has impacted and who I've been able to help, it was all worth it in the end, and I wouldn't change a thing. I don't ever wanna go through those things again. I don't wish the things that I've been through upon anybody. But the thing is, is I wouldn't change it because I know that it's impacted lives, many, many people. And so I encourage you to think that way as well. And finally hold those blessings into your heart remember what jesus christ did for you on the cross remember the fact that his blood purifies you but maybe you're sitting there today and you've never accepted jesus christ as your lord and savior i want to give you an opportunity today to accept him to accept this blessing into your heart because jesus christ lived a completely pure perfect life doing absolutely no wrong And he died on the cross for you. He bled on the cross for you. He could have snapped his fingers and come right down off the cross at any moment when he was going through all the pain. When he was taking on the sins of the world, he could have just done with it. These people don't deserve it anyways. But no, he thought about you. He thought about your face and he went through with it anyways. And then three days later, he rose from the dead. And because of that, We can go to God the Father. The barrier between us and the Father was completely broken. We can go to God and we can say, God, I I need forgiveness. I repent of my sins. I need to throw those things away. And I ask for forgiveness. And what happens, because you've accepted Jesus Christ in your heart, God the Father forgives you. And the Bible tells us that he remembers your sins no more. Cleanses your heart so that it's as white as snow. A clean slate. And if you accept Jesus Christ, you'll live with him forever. In paradise so i want to ask you today maybe some of you need to red- rededicate your lives because you've been you've been falling to the wayside for a few years and you're saying you know what, i really need to get my life back on track with jesus i encourage you to pray this prayer but maybe this is your first time wanting to accept jesus christ into your life if you want to do that today repeat this prayer after me let's pray dear god I come before you right now. I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe that he died on the cross. And I believe that he rose from the dead. And God, right now, I accept your grace, your mercy, and your salvation. Jesus, come and live inside of me. I commit my life to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Can we give it up for those people today that are giving their lives to Jesus Christ? Put some hype in the chat. Praise God.
2: Come on. Let's put some hype in the chat. Let's put some Jesus emotes in the chat. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you said yes for the first time, put it in chat, you know, if, only if you want to. We really want to encourage you. We're, we're, we're so excited about what God's doing here. And, and we're so excited for the next steps for you. You know, getting saved, salvation is only the start. It's, it's, it's only the first step, but also there's there's more levels. Like like any video game, it's we have the start of the video game, but there's always another level, right? So if you put an exclamation point, next level right now, you can you can see and fill that out with as much um, information as you feel comfortable. you can see about the next steps and taking. You know, we really we really want to connect with you We're here at GSC We're a Community, and and we love you, and we want to we want to see you win in every part of life. And honestly, um, it's, it's so good to have you here today. I've seen so many, so many testimonies in chat today about the goodness of God. And honestly, God is faithful. And a powerful testimony. And we are blessed. We are blessed to to, to know Jesus. To have Him in our lives. There's nothing like Him, honestly. So it's, it's so good. It's it's so good to see some first-time viewers. Gravity Girl, how's it going? It was good to see Bearded and his wife here today. Um, also, Lady, i um, um, I seen your testimony earlier on, but it, we're just blessed to be here. Let me tell you guys, this is this is not possible with with without faithful givers we're at gsc and we're grateful for you we want to keep encourage you to keep on giving to keep, to keep to keep on trusting the lord because you're making an impact with, 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 with what you give we're able to reach the world you know there are multiple safe and secure ways to give you can you can check out the link um in chat or in the panels below through paypal you can also give through our website GodSquadChurch.com. set up your giving to any amount whether at one time or reoccurring, or we also have available, you can text eight four three three two one, um, and, and uh, with any amount that, that God puts on your heart. But we're just, we want to tell you right now, we're just so grateful. We want to thank you so much for your giving because without you, this is not possible. We wouldn't be able to reach people like this without you, you know, and we're, and we're able to do it on a weekly basis. We're seeing salvations week by week and we're making an impact because how many know the, the Twitch and the gaming, gaming world needs God and we're able to go into those places where nobody else can go into those rooms. And reach and it's not possible without your giving we're really thankful for you but we just want to continue to thank you for your generosity and continue to as we continue to impact um, lives around the world for the regards of glory